Amen. Praise God. Let's open our Bibles to the book of 2 Kings, chapter 4. And we're going to read from verse 1 all the way through to verse 7. 2 Kings, chapter 4, verse 1 through to verse 7. And I just want to share for a few minutes on the title, From Little Things, Big Things Grow. From little things, big things grow. I think I heard that in a commercial once. Amen. From little things, big things grow. Everything, everything big grew out of something that was once small. Amen. So don't be discouraged in the beginnings of a thing. Don't be discouraged when you don't have much because big things grow out of little things. Amen. Second Kings chapter 4, verse 1. To verse 7. The word of the Lord says the following. Now there cried a certain woman of the wives of the sons of the prophets unto Elisha, saying, Your servant, my husband, is dead. And you know that your servant did fear the Lord, and the creditor is come to take unto him my two sons to be bondmen. And Elisha said unto her, What shall I do for you? Tell me, what do you have in your house? And she said, Your handmaid has not anything in the house but a pot of oil. Then he said, Go, borrow the vessels abroad of all your neighbors. Empty vessels, borrow not a few. And when you come in, you shall shut the door upon yourself and your sons, and you shall pour out the, those vessels, and you shall set aside the ones that are full. So she went from him and shut the door upon her and upon her sons and brought the vessels to her and she poured out. And it came to pass when the vessels were full that she said unto her son, Bring me another vessel. And the son said to her, There are no more vessels. And the oil stopped. Then she came to the man of God and he said, Go sell the oil and pay your debt and then live of the rest. Can you say amen to the word of God this morning? Yeah, a, a lady who started with nothing and finished with abundance. A lady who, was, who found herself in a, in a terrible predicament. Verse 1 tells, her that she, tells us that she was a widow. Her husband had died. And though, though her husband was very spiritual, her husband was uh, a prophet... He was studying in the schools of the prophet. Though he was very spiritual, he was a prophet, he feared God. Somehow he had neglected his, his, uh, the natural affairs of life, the finances of his home, the, the, the financial stability of his home. Because when he died, he left his family with a huge debt. So that's a pretty good teaching there that let us not be so spiritual, so anointed, that we neglect the earthly responsibilities that we have. Amen? We've got responsibilities at home. We've got responsibilities in our finances. And there, there, are, there are some people that forget that. They, they take care of the vineyards out there, as the Song of Solomon says, but they neglect their own vineyards. They go out and they want to preach to the world, but they lose in their own family. Amen? They go out and make money. And they, and, they, and they climb the, the, the career ladder, but then neglect to make sure that their 
their own family is doing well. So this lady, her husband was a good man. He says that he feared the Lord. He feared the Lord. But yet he, there was something in this verse telling us that he, he wasn't very responsible with his finances. Amen. And so we must understand the responsibilities that God has given to us. So this lady, when her husband dies, the creditors were coming to her house to take her two children. So not only was she a widow, but she was going to be left with no children. Because in those times, if there was a, if there was a debt that could not be paid, then the creditors would come and take your children to pay the debt. And your, your children would serve them. They would be their servants. They would work for them until the debt was paid off. And so in this case, it could have been year, years, 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 and years. So this is the situation that she finds herself in. But yet this lady, this lady had a dream. Amen. This lady evaluated her situation and she said, I'm not going to have that. I, I'm not going to allow this to happen. I have a dream to get out of debt. Amen. And to be sustainable. To have provision. She had a dream. So she comes to the man of God and the man of God tells, asks her, what do you have? And she says, I've only got a little bit of oil. I've only got a pot of oil. And God did a miracle through her actions, through her, through her faith, God did a miracle of multiplying that oil, paying off the debt as she sold that oil, and then living the rest of her life on the profit that she, had, she made from that oil. Hallelujah. So she, start, she started bad, she finished well. But there's so many little things here that are going on that she understood the art of that, that big things will come out of little things. So in our walk with God, many times we think that we have to have it all together before we allow God to use us. Sometimes we think that we have to have it all together. We have to have the right resources. We have to have the money before God. we allow God to use us. But more than gifts and talents and resources and money, God is interested in our faith, in our availability, and in our, in our obedience. God is interested in your faith. God is interested in your obedience. And he's interested in your availability. Will we give the little that we have to God so that he can do the big things and the great things that he has planned for us? Because, church, I want to tell you, in your own individual life, in your own family life, in your own business, in our church, God has tremendous things planned for his children. Amen? Can you say a big amen? God has tremendous things planned for his children. You've got to dream. You've got to aspire. You've got to, you've got to have desires, as I said last Sunday morning. To, to just put your arms down and say, well, I've only got a little bit of oil. Well, that's, my, that's my part in life. And, and we're just going to just let that oil run out and, and, and forget about aspiring to anything. That's not what God would have you to do. God wants you to believe for big things. God wants you to expand your horizons. Like I said last Sunday, God has no problem with you wanting to build a big tower. Wanting to do something big and something great. The thing is that he has, he has tremendous things planned for you. 
He has tremendous things that He has prepared for you. That problem is that we look at what we have and we say we can never do that. We look at what we have in our home and we say we will never aspire to that. And so we allow the days and the weeks and the months and the years to be dictated by what we have as opposed to whom we serve. Everyone, so you, you get these desires, you get this, 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 uh, this dream on the inside of you as this lady, I want to be debt free and I want to, she became an entrepreneur. She became an entrepreneur, a businesswoman, an oil, an oil magnet. Yeah. How did that happen? She had a big dream. But when she looked into her house, she had a little bit of oil. You, probably, you have big dreams for this year. You have big dreams for your family, for your, for your, for your home, for, your minist- for the ministry. But then when you look at what you have, you say, nah, God cannot do that with me. But yet there's some things that this lady did that set her on the path towards becoming debt-free and then becoming a businesswoman, living off the rest of the profit that she made of the sale of the oil. Her and her whole household lived off that wealth. What happened? Number one, the widow woman in this chapter had a big need and a big vision, but she had only a little provision. Number one, little provision for a big vision. The pot of oil was not enough to pay the huge debt. Amen? But it was enough to start the process. Think about that. The pot of oil was not enough to pay the debt. What what she had at that very moment was not enough to, to to cancel the debt. But it was enough to start the process. What you have in your hands today is enough to start the process. The truth is, if you can provide for the vision that you have, someone once said, then that vision is not from God. If you can sustain your vision, if you can provide for what you're believing, for what you are dreaming, well then that dream and that vision is not from God. It's your vision. It's your dream. It is, it is subject to the comfort zone. Amen? God's visions and God's dreams will always cause us to step out of our comfort zone. Always. You need to believe for things that will cause you to step out of your comfort zone. I want to get out of debt. I want to become, I want to become an, an oil entrepreneur. What do you have? A little bit of oil. But I'm not going to let that little bit stop me from stepping out of my comfort zone. She went, she, she drew closer. She walked towards her miracle. Can I tell you something, church? Little or small is not an excuse to do, to not do anything. Zechariah 4.10 says, do not despise the day of small beginnings. Do not despise the days of small beginnings. For the Lord rejoices to see the work begin. Don't despise the day of small beginnings. Don't despise the day of small things. Don't despise the day of of, of small steps. 
Amen. Don't despise the days of an old car. Don't despise the days of a little bit of money in the bank. Don't despise the day of a small little business on the corner. It's those who despise the small. Say, this, this woman, what do you have in your house? A little bit of oil. That's not going to do nothing. No, but she changed her mentality. She says, a little bit is not enough to pay the debt, but it's enough to get the ball rolling. It's enough to start. I'm going to, I'm going to get out of my comfort zone, and I'm going to do what I've got to do with this little, and watch this little become big, because God's going to get involved. Hallelujah. Don't despise it. Your, your very answer is in your home right now. Your very answer is on the inside of you right now. Your very answer is in your bank right now. So you say, God, I believe God wants me to do this. How much is that going to mean? And you look, nah, God's never going to do that with me. No, 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 no. Don't despise what you have. Amen. Little provision for a big vision. Don't despise the day of small beginnings. Don't, don't despise small opportunities. Don't despise small tasks. It's how we treat the little will determine how much that little becomes. She had something that she could give to God to work with. She had something she could put in the in God's hands. Do you remember in John chapter 6, verse 1 to verse 14, we're not going to go there, but there's, there's 20,000 people on the hillside listening to Jesus preach. And Jesus says, we need to give these people food. We need to give them something to eat. And he turns to one of his disciples, man of faith and power, and he says, give them to eat. And the, and the man of faith and power says, Jesus, we need to go to the bakery and, and, and no matter how much money we have, we, we cannot buy enough bread to feed these people. And, and there was a little boy walking around and he must have heard Jesus. And he comes to Jesus and, 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 and he hears Philip doubting, Philip questioning. Amen. The Bible says Jesus knew what he was going to do. See, because Jesus doesn't need a lot. He just needs a little. Jesus knew what he was going to do. Amen. And the little boy comes up to Jesus and he says to Jesus, will this do? What did he give Jesus? Five loaves and two fish. To feed 20,000 people. Five loaves and two fish. I'm sure that Philip had some, some bread and some fish in his lunchbox that day as well. But he couldn't process, he couldn't think this little can start the process to feed 20,000. He, he couldn't, he, it was not even part of his thought pattern. He thought natural. We've got to go and buy bread and we have to buy bread for every single person before we even do something. But all oh, the faith of a child. Come on, the faith of a child. See, you've been blocking the blessings of God because you've been looking at the little that you have and you've been eating it. And you're waiting till you, you're waiting till you can go to the bakery and buy every, all the bread you need until you start believing God. That's not faith. 
God, when I have the money, I'll do it. When I, when, when I, when I, when the bank gives me the money, I'll start the little business. Has God told you? Has God given you an idea? Has God given you some, some resources? Amen. This is faith. Last week I was talking about wisdom. Where you sit down and you count the cost, but you can never allow the counting of the cost <laughs> to be sitting there year after year counting the cost and never launching out in faith. There is the faith side to things. Amen. Will this do, Jesus? Five loaves and two fish. 20,000 people. Five Here. Will this do? Again, I don't see Jesus saying, get away from me. Don't insult me. Five loaves and two fish. We've got 20,000 people to feed here. That won't feed a family of four. I don't see Jesus doing that. See, it's not about how much you have as opposed to, like I said at the beginning, your availability, your faith, your obedience, your willingness to dream. Will this do, Jesus? Will this feed 20,000 people? Will my life be able to count for something? Maybe you say, I'm not, not gifted enough, I'm not talented enough, or I'm not educated enough, or, or I'm, I'm shy, and, 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 but you still, you've, on the inside of you, you, you've, you sense greatness, you sense God wants to do something, and you feel like I'm not wired up that way, but you say, Lord, will, will, will you take me? Would you use this, the little that I have to give? Never has Jesus rejected someone for the, their lack of gifting, for their lack of resources. Because God is looking for faith. Can I hear the church say amen this morning? What man will reject, God will accept. If you believe, all things are possible to them that believe. Our problem is that God says, I'm going to do this with you. And you look at what you have. So, nah, nah, you're not going to do that with me, God. I'll wait till I have it all together before I start that. Amen. Here you go, Jesus. Five loaves and two fish. Here you go. All the greatest businesses in the world today started in a garage. And the problem is that the world believes it and the church sits by year after year, dreaming but never acting. eBay started in a garage. Facebook, I think it was in a living room somewhere. By men that were willing to take the little they had and start. Just start. Start. The little we have, it's not enough for our dreams, if your dreams are big. But the little we have is enough to start the, mo the steps, the motion. It's enough to start the work. Start doing what you can with the little you have. And you watch how much that little becomes big because from little things, big things grow. Hallelujah. Come on. That's life. A little boy becomes a big boy. Amen? A little, a, little, a little animal becomes a big animal. A little tree becomes a big tree. Amen? Jesus, here, five loaves and two fish. No, are you kidding us? No. The Bible says, and Jesus took the five loaves and the two. Thank you. Thank you, Jesus, that you take 
the little that we have. He took the five loaves and the two fish, and it says this, and he blessed it. I'm prophesying this morning, some of you, hallelujah, God's going to take the little that you have, he's going to bless it, he's going to break it, and he's going to use it to feed 20,000 people. Come on, church. Come on. God's going to take the little that you have and he's going to use it to minister to 20,000 clients. Oh, not me. Come on. Let's believe. Come on, church. We, 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 we call ourselves faith people, but really, the, we, we, don't, we step out in faith only if we have. We want to see it. That's limited faith. I want to see it first. That's faith, but it's the lowest level of faith. It's the faith of Thomas. If I see the holes in his hands and his feet, then I will believe. It is a sense of faith, but if you've got to live your faith life always having to see it first before you step, you're always going to be a baby Christian. We're never going to do big things for God. We're never going to do extraordinary things for God. I'm choosing this morning to put the little that I have in the hands of Jesus, he will multiply it, he will bless it, he will break it, and he will use that little that I have to feed 20,000 people. Hallelujah. He said, yeah, bring it here. And you could see Philip going, what's, what's? actually, the connotation is that Philip was actually was mocking the little boy. What's, he says, Jesus, there's a boy here. He says he has five, and you can just see him laughing. He's, he's got five loaves and two fish, and he, he says, you know, he can, he, he'll offer that up. And then P, he, Philip throws his little faith statement, lack of faith. He says, but what is this among so many? Have you heard that? What are you going to do? You're going to tell someone you want to start a business. You, do you know you're going to do this, you're going to do that, you're going to do this, you're going to do that, you're going to be smart. How much money do you have? Not much. It's enough. There was a young man in Chile who was at home. He was at home. I read, I, I, I read his story, read, watched his documentary. He got home and he received letters from the banks that he had, he had debts with. And they said, you owe the payments on these debts within the next few days. And the total was just way beyond and if I remember correctly, I think he had, got, he had just got discharged from his workplace. And he's sitting at home with a wife and children. He's knocking his head on the, saying, what am I going to do? What am I going to do? I've got no money. I cannot do this. They're going to come for me. And he says, and, the, and, he, and, he says, and, and all I had was a little bit of money. I, thought, I think it was 6,000 pesos. It was in Chile. That's like probably $30. That's all I have. And he says, and he did this. I'm going to do something. He says, something on the inside of, if the world can dream, we can dream bigger. $30. He says, with this $30, I'm going to go and buy a portion of bread, and the bread in Chile is good. I'm going to go and buy some bread, and he's, I'm going to go and buy some ham, I'm going to go and buy some tomatoes, and I'm going to go and buy some cheese. With the $30. I'm going to come. And he, he went and bought. I'm going to come home. 
And he said this, and I'm going to make the best sandwiches in the city. He went home. He opened up every bread. He put the ham. He put the tomatoes. He put the cheese. He put them on a little basket, and he went out and hit the streets. And lo and behold, he sold every sandwich within a, within a period of time. Now he, instead of 30, he made 50. He just made $20. With that 20, with that 50, he went and bought more bread, more ham, more cheese. And then he just, he says, hang on a minute, this thing. And it started growing. And it started growing. And it started growing. Today, he owns a million dollar business company in Santiago, Chile, where not only he's the, he's the boss now. They, they distinguish themselves because they, he, he made sure that they wear a, a peculiar type of dress where the men wear a vest, real nicely dressed. And, they, and he made it, he designed, a, uh, we say in Spanish, una canasta, a basket that you hang it off here and, it, and the basket goes really big, but it's, it's lightweight and they fill it up with bread and they walk the streets. It all started from a man. I said, what do I have? $30. So what's our, what's our excuse? See, he needed to pay debts. He only had 30. Start with what you have. Give God the five loaves and the two fish. Oh, I feel that. Hallelujah. I feel that. Praise God. We all have something we can give to God. We've got time. We've got our talents. We've got our gift. We've got our ministry. We've got our church. We have money. We have dreams. They might seem small in the large scale of things, but as we surrender it to Jesus... It can begin to change everything in our lives. Come on, church. You're starting the year a certain way. Finish the year. Don't despise the small that you have. Give it to God. Give it to God. Number two, this woman was willing to obey an instruction given to her by God. Number two, apply the instructions of God. So with the little that you have, with the little idea, with the little resources, God is going to give you instructions. He's going to give you a plan. He's going to give you a strategy. But you go, then you have to do it. Look what it said here. Then Elisha said, okay, you have a little bit of oil? Good. Then he said, verse 3, go and borrow vessels abroad of all your neighbors. Empty vessels, borrow not a few. And when you, sh- when you are coming, you shall shut the door upon you and upon your sons, and you shall pour out into the vessels the oil, and you shall set aside that which is full. So she went from him, and she shut the door, and she began to do what the prophet told her to do. Amen. The power is in the application. God's word, God's word that is not obeyed, is limited in our life. Nothing of significance happens in the life of a believer without action. Amen? We have to obey God's word. We have to have faith. We have to implement God's word. You know, God's word is full of instructions. God's word is full of of strategies of how we can live our life. But we need to obey. Amen? She surrounded herself with the right people. She shut the door on unbelief and on the doubters and on the haters. Amen. 
Throughout the Bible and church history, we read of men and women who did great exploits for God as they obeyed and as they acted in faith. Most of the times, an instruction that seemed unusual, extraordinary, and that made no natural sense. For example, look what Acts chapter 19, verse 11 and 12 says. Acts chapter 19, verse 11 and 12 says, And God did unusual miracles by the hands of Paul. God did unusual miracles by the hands of Paul. Handkerchiefs were taken off Paul's body and were taken to where the sick were and the sick were healed. Unusual. Everybody say unusual. Most of the times you're going to have to, you're going to, have to obey God, amen, and, and do an unusual thing. Do something that seems unusual, extraordinary. God wants to do some un- unusual miracles on your behalf. As by, through the hands of Paul, through your hands, God wants to do unusual miracles. As you obey God, as you obey his word, as you put into motion the strategies that, and, and, and the, the plan that God has given to you, that's when God comes on the scene and most of the times he will, he will have to do an unusual miracle. Because in the natural, it won't make sense. This, this lady, her little pot of oil, she was pouring it out into vessels and the oil just kept flowing. The oil continued flowing. Unusual miracles. I want you to get ready for the unusual of God. Get ready for the extraordinary of God. Get ready for the miraculous of God. Get ready for this. But it won't happen until you step out. The unusual of God happens when we step out. So, for example, as you know, the, the brother was saying before in the tithes and offerings, you, 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 God clearly tells us in his word what we are to do with our finances in regard to a covenant relationship with him. He asks for a little. He asks for a tithe. He asks for an offering. As you do that which is unusual, men, men cannot understand that concept. It's an unusual concept that I give God a tithe, that I give God an offering. Where is God? I, how do I give it to him? Do I shoot it up? Why do I have to put it into a church? It's un, unusual. Why do I even have to give God anything? He can bless me anyway. Well, that's just how God instructed it to be. God is always delighted in having his portion. Even Adam and Eve were told, you shall not touch that tree. Why? Because God is always assessing our obedience and our faith. And oh, how tempting it is to touch what is his. How tempting it is to take, uh, put our hands into what is his. Amen. It's unusual, but the, but the moment you do the unusual, God, through your hands, does unusual miracles, extraordinary miracles. No one has ever put God first in their life and not seen God move on their behalf. If things are not right in our life, it is not on God's end. Never is it God's fault. There is something we need to evaluate. There is something we need to assess. And there is something we need to get right in our life. There are priorities. There, there, are, there are things, for example, some people obey God's word every now and then. That's not good enough. Some people obey God's word when it's convenient. Some people give to God only when they have overflow. God is not a waiter 
that is accepting tips. It's his. It's God's. And as you obey him, amen, you see the unusual. Unusual. Position yourself this year for extraordinary miracles. Unusual miracles. Unusual strategies. Unusual plans. Unusual instructions. Get ready for unusual instructions. The Bible says in Proverbs chapter 8, verse 12, that wisdom will give us knowledge of witty inventions. Wisdom will give us, will give you inventions, ideas, concepts, strategies. How many would like to get the ideas from God, strategies from God, concepts from God? This lady received a strategy. But a strategy that is not obeyed is a strategy that sits there doing nothing. Now, if we just talk about the Logos strategy, that's just the Word of God. If you don't obey the Logos strategy, don't expect God to come and tell you, do this, do that, give that person this, if we don't, give, if we don't obey God in His, in His Word, starting right there. Amen. Amen. Get ready for ideas. Get ready for strategies. Get ready for God to give you inventions. <laughs> See? God's people, oh, not, oh, I don't know what he's, what's he talking about. And yet the world says, yeah, let's go, let's go and design something, Apple. Why does the world get it all? Because we are so spiritual that we are sometimes no earthly good. This man, the prophet, her husband was real powerhouse, but something went wrong. I mean, we can't close ourselves in our room and pray five hours a day. You've got to go and make some money. You've got to go and work. God has given us hands to work. He's given us a brain to come up with an idea. And today, with technology the way it is, anybody can become an entrepreneur. Come on. With Gumtree and eBay, anybody can sell something. That's the art of selling is in the Bible. I don't have time to teach you this. It's called investment. It's called trading your money for something. You make your money work for you. Someone says, Pastor talks about money a lot. Well, that's where people are struggling. We're faith people living in lack. Something's, something's not right there. So we've got to get God ideas, God strategies. Don't just rely on your work pay to be everything that you get. God wants to give you more. Hey, take that oil. Go to oil. See, you've got to do something. Go to your neighbor's house. Get vessels of everyone. Not a few vessels. Much. A lot of vessels. Many vessels. Bring it to your house. Shut the door. Don't talk to people about it because they'll laugh at you. The haters. They don't want to see you blessed. They don't want to see you prosper. Shut the door. You get this thing going quite. Oh, oh, they'll rob your idea. Shut the door. Start doing it. Start doing it. Start doing it. Start doing it with your sons, with your sons, with your family, with the, with the advisors, the prophet, the man of God that can speak into your life ideas and strategies. Come on. 
I'm trying to get your, your faith level up so that this year you can go higher. So you can be the head and not the tail, above and not beneath. Oh, but pastor, I've only got a little. Good. You've got something. Start. Start working it. Start working it. Start working it. Someone says, I've got no money. Do you have legs? Start walking the streets. Hey, even the plastic bottles are worth 10 cents today. Money, that's 10 cents today. Oh, hallelujah. Do you know how some people, those Samoans, my father-in-law was telling me, the Samoans come in with truckloads of this and they're making money. <laughs> Smart. They're robbing it as well from some people's bins, but anyway, hallelujah. I'm, I feel this in my spirit. We've got the mind of Christ. God's going to download into your spirit ideas. He's going to download strategies. He's going to download inventions. Inventions. Amen. The unusual of God. Hallelujah. Who started Uber? Who comes up with that idea? I do like, I do like that homemade ice cream. He's a Christian man that started that. Hallelujah. I do like Gloria Jeans. He's a Christian man that started Gloria Jeans coffee. But what else does God want to show us? See, this is our problem. God shows us things. He gives us ideas. He speaks into our life. But we look at what we have and we say, nah, it's, it's not going to happen. What we need to do is say, God, I, I put this before you. I put this before you, God. The woman was willing to go through a process to get to the promise. I might continue with that next week because there's, there's a lot there. Don't think that things are going to happen overnight. Process. Everybody say process. There's going to be a process. So you got little, you start with the little. God then gives you an instruction. You got to obey the instruction. But then you have to understand there's going to be a process. And the process might be three years, five years, ten years. Fifteen years. Who told us that the process has to be short? It very rarely is. But we delete the process because we stopped doing what we started doing because we didn't see what we wanted to see in two days. But the successful are those that keep on keeping on. It's like the brother, the family that came up to me, well, many family, many people had said this to me. I said, oh, pastor, <laughs> it's funny, it's funny. I started tithing two weeks ago and all I've got is bills. I said, so you've been a Christian for 20 years. You haven't been tithing for 18. Back pay, mate. Back pay. Try that with the world. See, it's the consistency. I've been going to church for three Sundays, past and, and nothing's working. Three Sundays. 
Let's all throw a party. Hallelujah. Three Sundays. Three Sundays in church. Oh, good. That's good. It's good. Oh, how about three months? How about three years? There's a process. There's a process. Let's all stand up this morning. The little that you have right now is going to get you to the much. And this is not just talking natural, but we have to talk natural as well. But it's also talking spiritually. Every area of life. just raise your hands right there where you are get ready for God to give you ideas get ready for God to give you a plan get ready for God to speak to you through his word he's going to show you how you can begin to get the ball rolling towards the thing that he has showed you he wants to do in your life this year. Maybe you want to do something that can help others. You want to have an outlet that can help people. And you need this much. God says, start now. Start helping people now. Don't wait. Start now. Again, there's so many little concepts here. You've got, you got to get around the right people. This woman went to the right man. She went to Elisha. She went to the right person. And then Elijah asked her questions. You need someone to ask you questions. The questions evaluate. This is why I'm here. This is why I'm in this situation. But this is how I'm going to get out of it. 